Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're taking a look at some Proverbs today, talking about planning. And a couple times in the Proverbs, it tells us that plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And so we're going to be taking a look at some passages of scripture on planning today. And I've just been thinking about this lately. I talked about the other day, we talked about planning is a great expression of faith. To, to plan with God can be a great expression of faith. Now, for probably the last two years, I've been recording these daily communion meditations. And prior to this, prior to walking with God in my life, I had done a lot of planning, a lot of longer-term planning, those types of things. I've got a book called The Miracle Year, or Miracle Year, where I have a Miracle Year plan in it. And I had done a lot of long-term planning. But over the last probably two years, I've been kind of going with the flow more. I've been, been learning how to trust God on a daily basis to do these daily communion meditations. And just trusting that he had a message for us every day. And so I put off a little bit of the longer-term planning. But I really feel like in our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, God's wanting me to start doing some longer-term planning again. Planning out our year as a group. Not just for me personally, but for us as a group. As a community. And laying out those plans because really, for us to really tr truly build a community around it, which is, I believe, the thing that He wants most to build a community of people who are doing it together. I think for that to happen, you have to have some plans in place so people know what to expect, they know what's coming, these types of things. But it's also important we make our plans the right way. So we're going to be asking God for help today, for wisdom and insight, and how to make plans in a godly way to do it the right way with Him. And to do it the right way with each other as well. Because sometimes when you plan and you bring other people's perspectives and insights into it, you uncover some maybe some blind spots in the plan that you didn't know about. Other people have different insights and revelations and experiences that can be helpful for the plan. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and I had done a lot of planning for business back in those days. We would do yearly visioning and goal setting and these types of things. But I feel like God's got a new level of this. He's trying to have us walk in. But at the time, my business got started out great. But then I got into some tough times. My business started to struggle. I've got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I'm trying to figure it out. I got all the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. I'm toiling away in my mind trying to figure it all out. My life is very unbalanced. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. It wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with some of the best health and fitness experts in the world. I've been reading books, taking courses, going to seminars. I think I'd read something like a book a week for probably 10 to 15 years at that point. But I was reading the wrong book. I wasn't searching in the right place. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs. And it's interesting. You look in the very beginning of Proverbs. It tells you what is the purpose of, problem, of Proverbs to teach you how to live the right way, to teach you practical advice for how to live. And planning is one of the big topics in the book of Proverbs. We're going to see all the verses that we have today come from the book of Proverbs. So the challenge was on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. 
And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again because Proverbs has 31 chapters. So I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the principal things. So I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. And he taught me this whole new way of living. We make him the source. We make him the center of everything. And we do life together with him. Learning how to rest and how to trust in him. But it wasn't always easy all the time. Learning to do things a new way meant I had to put off my old ways. Had to let go of some old ways and learn how to operate my life in a completely different way. Which meant some learning and some struggles along the way. At times I found myself in some impossible looking situations. Only to see God just come through over and over again. As my trust in him just began to grow more and more. Learning to rely on him more and more. And over the course of about 10 years, I just began to document what he was teaching me, what he was taking me through. And it turned into this series of books and courses that we have now called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And now the most important thing to me, we've got partners in this. Doing this together. Building a community of people who are doing this together. But I do believe... Out of everything we do in the, in the Abundant Life Blueprint, the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point and turn things around, change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Something so powerful about simply remembering and not forgetting, especially when we've got issues and problems coming at us in life. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. And the Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all these benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. All that he suffered for us, but it's also important, I think, we remember what his sacrifice means for us. How he connects us back to God, gives us this new covenant, this personal relationship with God. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we've been talking about some practical physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders.
Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? Because when it all comes down to it, it's always called today. We've got to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. They didn't just go there in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ, I believe there's a process. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then just being willing forward to move forward with his plan, to walk with him, just to follow his leading in our life. And then we've got to learn to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living where we do things God's way. We walk in faith and love and forgiveness and grace. We follow his leading. And we allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. He's the master planner and designer and architect. He's got this plan for our life. And I do think planning in our lives has a place where we get our plans synced up and coordinated with his plan. So how are we going to do all this? I think it starts with these fundamentals. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. This is the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. There's no in-between. And to start with, I think we're going to start with humility. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven? you got to humble yourself like this little child. Just simple childlike faith and belief and humility gets us started. And then we're going to walk in forgiveness today. 
We're going to receive forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle. We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and runs the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all of those good things today, to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy. There's time, finances, resources. It's all available to be received. But then we got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world. But we see the fruit or the result of it in our lives. So that all those good things don't stay bottled up on the inside of us and we never experience them. So our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of that light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our hearts. Where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, think about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our lives. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up? To fill up that basket of praise with our thoughts, our focus, our attention, our words our meditation, to magnify the light. We can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works, that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify that he is a great king. He's our Lord. He's our righteousness. He's our peace. He's the God of all grace. And magnify all that he's done for us in Christ. Because what he's starting, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. There's another basket there. It's simply choosing to put our focus on that basket of praise because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket by venting and complaining and pouting, getting down rather than filling up that basket of praise. And that's where we got to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. There might be the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. Or we might think God is doing those things to us. He doesn't want to talk to us. He's withholding good things from us. And on the inside, you'll feel this heaviness and weight and pressure, like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure on the inside just drains all the energy right out of you. 
Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst case scenarios. We might be living, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a pattern in our lives and turn into a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now all those good things that he put in Christ begin to flow through us. His spirit and power and presence and joy. All those good things just begin to flow through us. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing because he's doing the work. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track. We can be totally off track. We can turn it around, get back in position in about two minutes, two, two seconds, not two minutes, two seconds. Just takes a moment to turn it right back around. I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms that we're experiencing. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to seek forgiveness from somebody else or forgive somebody else or reconcile a relationship, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental. we got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us throughout the day. But we got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And at the very top of the journal, I like to start with what I call some filters. These filters help us to navigate, help us to make decisions by, and they're just short phrases or maybe one word sometimes that we keep rewriting every day in our journal to reinforce God's vision and plan and standards for our life. So I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? And for me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Underneath that, I bring it down to the yearly level. What do I feel like is the direction God gave me for this year? And the word for this, this year, 2022, the, what I keep writing in my journal, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. I keep writing that every night to keep it top of mind. And then I bring it down to a monthly level. That usually comes from our message from the month in the, in the Abundant Life Blueprint. This month, it's confidence through praise. Praising God consistently builds our faith, gets us to a place of confident faith. I keep reminding myself every day of this month of that. And then underneath that, I bring it down to a weekly level, which usually comes from our weekly, yearly cycle updates. This week, it's embracing challenges. Embracing challenges. Also a reminder, we're getting ready, we're getting ready to record the next weekly, yearly cycle update coming up. It's a reminder of God's favor. This time of year in July is a reminder of God's favor on our life. So I keep those filters top of mind. Helps me stay in rhythm with God. One of the biggest keys is staying tuned into him and staying in rhythm with him. In the Old Testament, the temple of God had a rhythm. 
things that were supposed to be done every day, every week, every month, every year. Well, our bodies now are God's temple. And implementing these rhythms into our lives, one of the biggest keys to staying in tune and in step with him, I've learned. So I start with those at the top. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind. Just begin to write those things down. And then we're going to stay tuned in throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes to slow down, get aware of his presence with you. Think about like plugging in the phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then the final thing I would like to do in my journal, I want to bring it down into today. I started with the big picture vision, then the year, then the month, then the week, and I want to bring it down into today. I usually write this phrase at the end of my journal. Today, this day, today, I want to be doing what's right and best in God's eyes and doing, doing it with peace and joy and confidence in him. And then I plan out the upcoming day. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? What do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. What do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle, that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So that's how I start my days now, the very first words out of my mouth. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with God. We start walking out that plan with full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to make things happen in our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. So let's take a look at these scriptures on planning today. Proverbs 15, 22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Proverbs 16, 3 tells us, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts humans plan their course. But it's the Lord that establishes their steps. Proverbs 20, verse 18 says, Plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. Proverbs 12, 5 says, The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. So we see here, we put it all together. We're going to commit our plans to God. We're going to plan, but we're not going to plan in isolation. We're going to bring some advisors in, but we've got to make sure they're the right people. We're going to bring some godly advisors in to help us make our plans. And their plans are going to get established through that. 
And then God's going to help us to establish our steps. He's going to help us to establish our steps and our plan. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help. Helping us to plan the right way. Help us to plan the right way with advisors and counsel and to get plans established and in place. And that you would help us to establish our steps. We're asking for your help with that today. And specifically, I'm asking for this program, the Abundant Life Blueprint. I feel like what you show me is more than anything. What you want is a community of people. All aligned together, doing this together, unified together. But we need plans and systems and structures to be able to do that the right way. We're asking for your help with that, with those plans. And we think of that on the night Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself, even unto death on a cross for us. God had the plan all along. He's the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He's the master designer and planner and architect. He poured the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed. He was destroyed for us. But then he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death. He's resurrected. And not only that, he's raised up and seated in heavenly places at God's right hand. And then God raises us up. He resurrects our life, makes us new creations, and sits us with Christ in heavenly places. Makes us one with him. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight, all through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of God's dear son. He's a great king. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant, this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. His covenant, he will not break. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take your juice. All right, workout stuff. It's also important to have a plan in your workouts. We talked about recently the difference between working out and training. To train, you go in with a plan and a purpose. And one of the things I've learned about planning out workouts, you can't judge the success of a workout in isolation. You got to look at the big picture, the cycles, the phases, because you can't make straight line progress forever. The cycles, the phases, the steps and progressions that are built into the workout. It's the series of workouts over time that makes a difference. The steps and progressions. But I hope it's been helpful for you today. 
If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.